Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on vSIN and vSIN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Wes Reynolds as we take you through the next hour of golf betting conversation. And the West Coast swing is wrapping up, Wes, and it's now officially a triple play as our colleague Matt Humans gets on the board with a winner at Pebble Beach. And a deserved winner, I would say. Daniel Berger was in the bad end of the draw, if you want to call it that, because uh, had to play Spyglass Hill on day one when the uh, the weather was the least benign, at least the wind. So uh, all the low scores that seemed on Thursday came at Pebble Beach. Daniel Berger, five under. But uh, Daniel Berger makes four eagles for the tournament, two on Sunday. Second straight week, Kepka did the same thing at Phoenix on Sunday. So uh, Daniel Berger gets home, and uh, that's one of those things it's a lesson learned in terms of being patient as a better especially a golf better uh he was one of the guys I used in Phoenix and had decent form there and then missed the cut so I thought okay something's off with his game 
And I didn't go back to him. Sometimes you can't just love him and leave him. You got to be loyal. <laughs> and uh, Matt Humans was definitely that uh, as far as Daniel Berger. And uh, gets home, he wins by two over Mav McNeely. An eagle at the 18, he just uh, basically, uh, he was ahead of the group. So he A little icing on the cake. Yeah, there. yeah. He just needed to make birdie on the easy par five on the 18th and was able to do so. So, uh Daniel Berger, we thought he was going to be in the field this week. He was a withdrawal as of uh, Tuesday morning. So, uh, good tournament for him. And, and also, uh, Jordan Spieth, once again in the hunt, uh, held a share of the 54-hole lead. Now two straight weeks, couldn't close the deal. But the iron play is is seemingly getting better. I don't really love him this week at Riviera. But the iron play is improving, and you know off the tee is always going to be his weakness. If he can just be okay there and he can hit the irons like he's hitting them, he's going to come close. We had a number of players in contention on Sunday. Cantley, Max Homa, Russell Knox, Kevin Streelman, Jason Day, Cameron Tringali, uh, and I was happy to see one of us cash. We talked about this with the Phoenix Open and how it really caters to players that are coming in in good current form and Pebble, conversely, good players that have course form, and it really played out as there was a lot of familiar faces on the leaderboard. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, uh, my closest was actually an in-play. None of my pre-flop guys were were really too much in contention except for Kevin Streelman, who kind of gave a couple back uh, late on the back nine, but uh, did end up uh, getting on Maverick McNeely, and it looked like uh, he was making a run there. Uh, career best finish of second place. Uh, uh, his best finish was fifth the year before at Pebble Beach, so he's played this course a lot. His dad, of course, Scott McNeely, plays the Pro-Am every year, except for this one, because there were no Ams uh, in the field this year, but top five in tee to green, driving accuracy, Greens and regulation around the green. Uh, so he was right there. Patrick Cantlay, once again, right there in the mix. Uh, led the field last week in strokes gained tee to green. So ended up being a good tournament for for a field that was uh, very much down this year uh, without the amateurs and just kind of caught in that spot in the schedule. We have Riviera, an invitational event, right after it. So uh, tough spot in the schedule for Pebble, but a good tournament nonetheless. Yeah, with all the players that we had uh, in contention coming down the stretch and then how bunched up the leaderboard, it really was a good watch. And of course, it's tough to beat the views at Pebble Beach and Kapalua and Torrey Pines, but this week is really my favorite non-major tournament of the year, not necessarily for the scenery, but the golf course itself. In beautiful Pacific Palisades, California, it is Riviera Country Club. I still like to call it the LA Open. They now refer to it as the Genesis Invitation and what a field we have assembled for what will be the final leg of the West Coast Swing. This ought to be another excellent addition this week. 11 of the top 15 with the burger withdrawal as of Tuesday morning uh, here. Uh, uh, one player that is here that won't be playing, of course, is the tournament host, that being Tiger Woods. Uh, the Genesis Invitational at Riviera now benefits the Tiger Woods Foundation, so he will be on site but will not be playing this week, still out with injury. But a uh, loaded field at the, at the top, absolutely. Uh, only 120 players, by the way, because this is an invitational event, much like Bay Hill or Colonial or Jack's Tournament at the Memorial. So smaller field this week, bigger prize money and more uh, FedEx Cup and world ranking points as well. 
Uh, we will talk about what skill sets you looked at this week. Of course, course form and correlated courses. Uh, you know, if you're looking at strokes gained approach, putting, uh, Riviera is going to take a little bit of everything. Uh, certainly, it's kind of like a major championship where you really have to do everything well. And of course, is it it is held major championships, uh, PGA championships, and a U.S. Open. This is Long Shots, the the world's number one rated golf betting show here on Veasan and Veasan.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon. And Wes Reynolds with you previewing the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. And to help us along, we welcome in a longtime friend of the program. It's Ryan Ballengy of Golf News Net. It is our member guest segment, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Ballengy. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I, I've made a note in my long shots file to place you in the spot for the LA Open week permanently. We had scheduled a mutual friend for this evening, Justin Ray, who couldn't make it in the last minute. He'll join us next week but you reminded me that you covered the genesis with us last year on long shot so maybe things uh, are just meant to be here my friend maybe it all just kind of worked out and uh if i remember right i did tip adam scott last year so hopefully we can do just as good all right year. All right. I, I hope so as well. And, and we hear about this golf course, Ryan, so many of the players call it maybe the favorite, if not one of their favorites that they play all year. And I was just saying it really makes you do a little bit of everything, kind of like a major championship. What skill set specifically do you feel will be most important this week or that you say take precedence in your handicap for this golf course? Well, I think above all else, you got to be able to keep the ball in play. Uh, I know that's not really an easy statistic to keep track of. Uh, you want to think about strokes gained off the tee a little bit, but not necessarily. We don't think about long hitters exclusively winning on this golf course, but you need to be able to keep the ball in play because out of play is a mess. You can get into a, a lot of trouble very quickly, not too far off the tee. But more than anything for me, this is a second shot golf course. This is an approach players golf course because you need to be able to put the ball in the proper spots on these greens. They're, they're not huge. They're not small, but they're big enough that you can put yourself into a lot of trouble. If you find the green and you leave yourself in the wrong spot. And there are just so many different ways that you can play this golf course too, from key to green on a number of these holes that if you don't play it properly, you, you set yourself up to get really frustrated and you need to have a lot of patience around Riviera because you're not going to find yourself all that often in a position to score, unless you're just playing lights out golf. So you need to take, what you can get from the course when you can get it and then kind of throttle back. It, it is kind of a major championship in that regard. To your point, Ryan, I believe uh, in terms of like greens and regulation, tour average is about 66%, and this is like high 50s uh, when I was uh, researching because the greens are about 5,000 square feet. Uh, fairways are relatively narrow. Not easy to hit the fairways or the greens here, but uh, in, when you look at the top of the board, uh, do you think, I mean, We've seen guys that are not long hitters uh, certainly win here, the the John Merricks and the Bill Hazes. But in recent years, DJ, Bubba Watson, Adam Scott, all guys that can get it out there. So did you have more of a bias against long hitters in terms of your card this week? You know, I, I kind of took the almost long guys, the, the kind of above average maybe guys, but not short guys. Uh, you know, I have a bias towards Patrick Cantley this week. Uh, I have Xander Shoffley this week. Not that I have something actively against Dustin Johnson, who is by far the best player on this golf course in this field this week. I mean, he leads pretty much every significant category that you can have at Riviera, but at five and a half to one, just didn't seem that compelling of a bet. Um, 
I, I don't think you necessarily have to be long to win here. It certainly doesn't hurt. But again, like I said earlier, you've got to keep it long and relatively straight if you're going to play that kind of game around here. Uh, the par fives are gettable for the longer hitters. That gives them a little bit of an advantage. I mean, the first hole is gettable for everybody as a par five, but the par four second hole is basically a par five uh, because it usually plays into the wind in about 500 yards. So th there is an advantage to being longer. There is every week. But again, for those guys, they also have the typical advantage of not necessarily having to keep it in such a small rectangle to be able to keep it in play and not have to start hitting punch shots and put spin on the ball and do the things that make them feel uncomfortable. Ryan, the crossover success between Augusta national and Riviera is so profound. Do you use this in your handicap and are there any other courses that you see a correlation with Riviera that you use? I do. I mean, it's kind of hard not to think about the obvious one that slaps you in the face between Bubba Watson and, and you know, how he plays at Riviera and how he plays at Augusta national. I guess that's the one that probably stands out to everybody. Uh, all of a sudden, Dustin Johnson has a correlation between Augusta National and Riviera. Uh, it, it's there. I think it's there because, again, it makes you think. It makes you do stuff that you typically don't have to do on the PGA Tour. You got to keep it, even necessarily not, you have to keep it in between the trees, but you got to keep it in play. You got to keep it on the right side of the fairway. You've got to give yourself a, a, an approach shot that will allow you to put it in the right position on the green. You have to be really patient, even though it seems at times that you should be able to get parts of the golf course that it's just not meant to be gotten in that kind of sense. Uh, so I definitely think about Augusta national because the guys who can exhibit the, the type of patience that you need to be able to play well at Augusta national and frankly, take advantage of par fives like you have to here. Um, they're, they're going to do well in both places. Ryan, uh, obviously, uh, we've seen a variety of winners here. We've seen long shots here. We've seen Baddeley and John Merrick and those guys. But we've seen shorter price guys, uh, DJ, over the years. And, and when you've got such a strong field now, the second year is an invitational. 11 of the top 15 in the OWGR here this week. Uh, are you pretty much sticking to the top of the board or uh, anybody a little bit down the board? I know you've tipped a couple guys uh, that you've already mentioned that you like this week. Yeah, Xander and Cantlay are kind of my top of the board guys. That they're both at, I got them both at 14. Uh, then Adam Scott, again, 35. Um, I would have loved to have gotten him at 40, but I'll take him at 35. Just his course record here is so good. Uh, and, and this event relies on experience, it seems like, so much more than many other PGA Tour events. You typically don't win in even your first or second start. You win three, four, five starts in, into it. Uh, so you got to get to learn this golf course. Obviously, Adam Scott's done that. But I did take a couple of guys that were a little deeper. I took Max Homa at 50. Uh, he tends to basically make his season on the West Coast, and he's continuing to do it again. Uh, I liked what I saw from him at Pebble, albeit obviously in a weaker field. He does have some positive vibes here. And then I like Russell Henley a lot. I, I feel like he is on the come, and I, I can't explain it other than he is just consistently consistent. He doesn't have a lot of variance in his strokes gain from week to week to week, but he gains strokes most of the time. And so eventually that could pay off for him. So I, I picked him up at 80 to one. I wouldn't go a whole lot deeper than that uh, this week. And, and there are some, some people you could probably make a, a suggestion for in that 80 ish range. But uh, Russell Henley was my guy this week in that range.
Yeah, Ryan, uh, Adam Scott has a uh, Augusta National Riviera connection as well uh, with a couple mm-hmm. of victories there on each course. Um, also, uh, you mentioned the experience, and I think that's a, a good point that you bring up. I was reading a column by our friend Dave Tyndall over in the U.K., and, and this is something that Augusta holds true as well, uh, where most of the winners here at, uh, here at Riviera, you will see they have been around this course. They've played this tournament a minimum of five times, and they've had at least one place in the top 50. So, you know, Augusta is very similar in that sense as well. You mentioned a few guys, a few longer shots that you took uh, uh, to play, uh, to, to win here at a Riviera. Anybody that you maybe took a shot at to finish like top 10, 20, or 30, even some longer folks down the board? Yeah, I, I kind of segmented my younger guys in these top 10 and top 20 bets because I'm not expecting them to necessarily win the tournament because they got to kind of rack up that experience if that motif holds up, right? But I love Cameron Davis. I think he is going to be a tremendous professional for many years to come. Uh, I, I have him in a top 10 bet. He, I think he's 80 to one to win, but I, I wouldn't take him with that lack of experience. But as a top 10 bet, I think he's very interesting. Henrik Norlander has been playing the best professional golf of his career. Um, I, I like him in a top 20 bet. Don't love him in a top 10 bet, but I, I do like him in a top 20 bet. Uh, I did take Henley each way. I took him to win and then an each way bet. And then Will Zalatoris. Um, I don't think he's going to win this week because again, same thing, not a ton of experience, although he did play in the, the AM here in 2017 when it was held at Riviera. But I, I feel like that, that level that he's on right now, a top 50 player, so young and, and with so relatively few starts on the PGA tour, this could be a golf course where he really excels. Ryan, uh, now it's time to be the bully here and see who we're going to pick on and maybe fade this week. And uh, looking at some of the form, there are some big names who really don't have a lot of good form here. And maybe it's because of some inexperience. But you look at the top, like Brooks Koepka, only two appearances here. Best finish, uh, 43rd. Uh, uh, Daniel Berger, of course, withdrew, uh, had missed two cuts here. And uh, then there's uh, Jordan Spieth, who has been uh, hot as a firecracker the last two weeks. But maybe this isn't the best course for him historically. Anybody you're looking to go against here that you think maybe this isn't the right fit for them? Well, it's a good thing Berger got out because I was running my model this morning and it just, uh, my jaw dropped to the floor how poorly plays <laughs> at Riviera uh, and just immediately took him out of the running. And then obviously he's, he's out. Um, kept the same deal. You know, I, I was kind of surprised that he doesn't play this course better because he can get, he doesn't need a lot of power to get around it. I mean, I know it plays close to 7,400 yards, but he doesn't really need that power to get around speed. Like you mentioned, I mean, just so wayward off the tee potentially from one hole to the next that you could easily turn one bad drive into doubles and triples, and it can just pile up pretty quickly. Uh, I'm going to fade Ricky obviously this week, but I did want to point him out because I think he's actually going to be a great pick in the Florida swing. Mm-hmm. If you look at the last 10 events, he, you know, on the PGA tour schedule, his strokes gain and versus his last 50 events, he's gaining about 1.2 strokes more per event compared to those last 50. So he's getting there. I mean, it doesn't look like it, but he's getting there. So I think that's something to think about, but Ricky, absolutely not this week. Colin Morikawa, forget it. He's gone to what's called the saw putting grip, which is one of the last kind of desperation grips you have out there before you start like doing the arm lock putting grip. Uh, he's 190th on the tour in strokes gain putting. And yeah, that's maybe not as important on kind of poet annual surfaces, but that's, that's gotta be in your head at a certain point. And I know there is kind of this uh, groundswell support on golf betting Twitter for, for Matthew Wolf this week, because he is such a long 
number. I've seen him at 75, seen him at 80. I'm just not convinced with the way he gets off the tee that uh, he's not going to find himself in some some nasty lies this week and, and potentially miss the cut. Yeah, Matthew Wolf, of course, uh, a Southern California native, and then both of those guys, Morikawa and Wolf, you know, relative rookies here at uh, the LA mm-hmm. Open, which we just discussed. Uh, it typically doesn't cater to those guys as far as getting to the winner's circle. Uh, what about Rory McIlroy, Ryan? Uh, I've seen a few people uh, take a liking to him, uh, which is not surprising. You could like Rory each and every week. Uh, but he hasn't really been in great form for a while now. Didn't uh, show well in the restart last summer. And, uh, you know, he's had some great finishes here at Riviera, uh, but still has not uh, gotten to the winner's circle here. And similarly has not done it at Augusta as well. What do you expect out of the Irishman this week? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of have to take him in the same boat as Xander Shoffley. Maybe I have a bias towards Xander a little bit, Uh, but they both do this kind of thing where they get into contention. They've, they fall flat on Sunday for some reason. And they go, well, they're going to get it next time. And you make, you fall into the same trap and they, they've been doing this each for a couple of years now and uh, worry more prolifically than, than maybe Xander. But I mean, I, I, it seems kind of silly to put like a top 10 or top 20 bet on Rory McIlroy because you know, he's going to get there. So you almost want to take the little extra step to see if he's going to win, but then he, he just doesn't get there. So uh, maybe I'm just biased against him at this point, but uh, I'm, I would not pick Rory McIlroy to win. But I think if you can find him in the right matchup to exploit, uh, the ones I've seen so far I haven't really liked uh, from BetMGM. But uh, if you can find him in the right matchup, maybe in the next day or so, uh, I think that's the way you play Rory if, if you're interested in him. Rory just got elected, by the way, to that PGA Tour advisory board uh, in terms of rules and, and whatnot. Uh, I think uh, I thought I saw first European uh, to be selected for that. I don't know who tweeted that. It might have been uh, that's Rex right. That is right. Yeah. So shows you he's respected really on both sides of the pond. And uh, speaking of uh, uh, this side of the pond, uh, Rory obviously will be a contender, we would assume, at the Masters. Bad start last year, but obviously uh, picked it up over the final three rounds. Uh just 51 days away, uh, back in its normal April slot. Anybody you've already bet, Ryan, for Augusta National? I haven't. It's kind of snuck up on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. Yes, there's no it doubt really about had, it. And, and maybe because it was in November, and I'm like, oh, well, Dustin Johnson just won. I don't have to think about it. Well, it, it, it's not that far away. Uh, but, no, I have not bet anybody yet on the Masters. Uh, I, I mean, I still think the same things that applied in November – will apply in April. I know the golf course is going to be different. I know there's going to be more, you know, the, the overseas, there's not going to be as much Bermuda, all that stuff, but fundamentally it's still going to be the same golf tournament because there's not going to be many people there, uh, depending on what the number of patrons they ultimately landed on was, but there's not going to be many. It's going to be a pretty quiet tournament. And I, I still think the same kind of fundamentals apply other than that Brooks Kepka is back apparently to being the kind of guy who might be able to win a major and challenge Dustin Johnson. And, and the only theme that I think about with Brooks Kepka and the masters is that every appearance he has made at the masters, he has improved on his finish and his last master's appearance was a second place finish. So there's only one place to go from here. Well, Ryan, uh, send a tweet out or send us a text or whatever when you do make a bet on the Masters next week because uh, we're talking about the correlations between Riviera and Augusta. I imagine you're going to pay close attention this week and maybe find a diamond in the rough that you like uh, strolling down Magnolia Lane in April. I hope so. and I, I hope I see some of that kind of pick up. And we did this a couple of years ago with Bubble. We've done it with Cantlay of guys you start to see play well. and You go, oh, they're, they're definitely going to figure it out. 
Um, the one guy that keeps coming back to me is Tony Finau too. Uh, top five, Tony. Um, we can't like quit really him. well so far this year. You just can't, right? Like it's too, <laughs> he's too attractive. He should win way more often than he does. And he's like, Oh, well, this has got to be the one. And then it doesn't happen, but you get sucked in every single time. And he's playing so well. It, it, eventually it's going to work out. I, I don't know when that day is going to be, but he will break his own Puerto Rico open curse. Top five, Tony. I like it. That's a new nickname for him. Ryan, thank you so much uh, on short notice this evening. We appreciate it. You are our LA open guy for years to come. Enjoy the tournament, my friend. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. Thank All you, right. Ryan. That is Ryan Ballinger. Check out his work at thegolfnewsnet.com. We're coming back. It's time to do pick your place for the tournament coming up. The Genesis Invitational right here on Long Shots on vsin and vsin.com. The Sports Betting Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Welcome back to Long Shots here on vSIN and vSIN.com. No European tour event this week, so let's play a little game here. Our new game called Pick the Place. We take a few golfers from the field this week and see which bet we like on them the best. And we'll start with Adam Scott. He's won here a couple of times at Riviera. Wes, I will ask you which bet you prefer here. A top five finish, which is uh, better than seven to one, plus 750. A top 10 finish at plus 350. Or to finish in the top 20, at plus 165. I'm going to be conservative and say top 20. He certainly could do better defending champion and uh, an Aussie. So he's used to playing on Kikuyu grass, which is what you're going to get here at uh, Riviera this week. Uh, the putting, though, I think we were all on him, I believe, at Torrey Pines, or at least used him as one of our guys. And the putting was painful on the weekend. I mean, he was missing four footers on these POA greens, and that's, of course, what he's going to see this week at the Genesis Invitational at Riviera. So uh, I'm going to go conservative and go top 20. I'm exactly with you. Uh, I prefer the top 20 as well. I think that's a pretty decent price on a guy that should finish top 20. I, I think he can kind of get around here and not play his best game uh, and still probably slide into an 18th or a 15th or something like that. But I think he's going to really have to go after it well to get a top 10 and obviously a top 5. But but I think it's a good shot for him to finish top 20, and that's uh, the way I'd be going with Scotty as well. Uh, the next player for the pick the place would be Bubba Watson. Uh, top 10 finish at plus 450. This is a two-time winner. Mr. Watson here as well. A top 20 finish at plus 188. And then a top 30 finish at plus 115. You know, maybe uh, because I kind of wanted to buy into Bubba. I thought we maybe saw some good form at the end of uh, 2020. And then at the Masters, he was a non-factor, 57th. And uh, coming into this year, you look at, like, all of his strokes gain, like the tee to green and all that stuff is really good. I mean, it's really in the top five, top ten in those categories. That shows you his short game is absolute, ho absolutely horrible right now. So uh, he finished uh, 22nd uh, two weeks ago in Phoenix. That was his uh, Best finish so far, at least of 2021. Missed the cut the week before at Torrey Pines, where he's a former winner. So, uh, you know, there's no real missed cut option, but go conservative again, top 30. Well, you know, last week uh, you uh, had us uh, choose with Phil Mickelson at Pebble Beach, and I said, you know, I'd rather just pick the miss the cut, which he did. I think uh, he finished 10 over par in just two days of action at Pebble Beach. I'd probably go miss cut with Bubba as well. I'm not yeah, sure that he will. Yeah, that's not an option because I would be looking at that too. I mean, this is a guy that has won three times here, mind you, uh, going back uh, – looking 2014, 2016, 2018, missed the cut here last year. He has a couple other missed cuts as well in the last decade or so and a couple other withdrawals from the event. So uh, he is really the ultimate boomer bust here. I mean, when you've got three wins, that makes up for all the ones where you fail, but he's had his fair share of failures here too. I, I you know, plus one fifteen's not doing a lot for me to finish top thirty. I think he's yeah. almost more likely to finish yeah. top forty. So don't want to go there. He could probably get a pretty good price on a missed cut. Uh, J. B. Holmes, another former winner here, top twenty at eight to one, top thirty at plus three fifty, top forty at plus two twenty five. Yeah, JB is kind of interesting here, and JB is also contended. He was in that playoff, I think, a couple of years ago at Torrey Pines. Uh, so he has, uh, you know, he has correlations here, not in the best of form right now. Uh, just looking at, he's got three straight missed cuts and three straight weeks. So 
maybe this is one where he kind of turns it around. The winner here two years ago also has a few other top 10. So top 40, I could I could maybe see. That's as best as I could go, though. I, I'm with you on top 40. He seems to show up when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. When he won a couple of years ago, that was out of nowhere. I can't yeah. remember on the, the, the price on him, but I think it was better than 100 to 1. Um, I, I think he's maybe worth a shot at a plus or at a uh, top 40 at plus 225. And, and then finally, Hideki Matsuyama, who has a really good history here. Of course, has a good history at Augusta National as well, a winner at the Memorial. Top 10 on Hideki is four. Four to one, a top twenty at plus one seventy five, and a top thirty finish at even money. He is in shaky form, but nobody is really talking about him this week. He does he has played very well here. Fifth and ninth the last two years, and then he had a fourth place, uh, I believe, a couple years before that. So nobody's really talking about him this week. So uh Maybe a dark horse. I'm going to say top 20, though, and split the difference. I'll let you in a guy on a guy a little later in the program who is talking about Hideki Matsuyama this week. That is uh, the pick your place segment here on Long Shots. We'll come back and uh, transition over into major implications. The first major on the board coming up in 51 days, Augusta National, for the April edition of the Masters. Keep it here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. And it is our major implications segment where we take a look at the next major on the tour calendar. And it is less than two months away, April 8th, 2021. They will tee it up at Augusta National for the Masters. And we have a new little game that we like to play in this segment called Would You Rather? Who would you rather have in your pocket with a ticket in your pocket to win the Masters? And it's uh, based on matchups here with relatively even odds between the two players in the match. Matchup and matchup number one, Cameron Champ at a hundred to one, or Abraham Answer Wes also at a hundred to one. Who would you rather have there? Well, recall that uh, Abraham Answer was in the final pairing at the Masters and then uh, kind of fell apart. Uh, That's right, I a forgot little about bit. That. I think he was in that final threesome and uh, fell apart a little bit. And I think a lot of it was that DJ had kind of a big lead. Maybe you're trying too hard to catch up, and then all of a sudden it snowballs on you. Uh, Abraham Answer, in terms of his driving accuracy, in terms of his greens and regulation, always very good numbers. Uh, we saw last year at the RBC when I think he he had just these stupid numbers and ended up finishing second behind Webb Simpson, who got hut with the putter at the right time. So Abraham Answer, for me, Champ is a long hitter with a lot of potential. I know he contended at the PGA at Harding Park, but uh, Abraham Answer is just a better ball striker to me. Yeah, and I think his game exudes more experience, too. Cameron Champ is still, I think, young in his golf career, Mm -hmm. and we talked about that earlier with Ryan Ballinger. You know, Augusta is a course where you need so much experience, so I would not be wanting Champ there. I'm not thrilled with Abraham Answer for a win at Augusta, but you you brought something up I had forgotten about uh, You know, in that final pairing uh, last year, so obviously this guy can get around the golf course, and at 
100 to 1, uh, I'd probably take him over Cameron Champ in that matchup. Matchup number two, Gary Woodland at 125 to 1, a U.S. Open champion at Pebble Beach, or Sergio Garcia, who has a green jacket to his name, also at 125 to 1. This is actually a tougher call than you would think. Gary Woodland has missed four of eight cuts here. He has never been good, but Sergio Garcia, other than the year he won the green jacket, I guess it just takes one, has also never been very good here at, at Augusta National. So this is actually a good one. I mean, I guess default, you would say, well, Sergio's got the green jacket. But Gary Woodland, as of late, I know he's been a little bit in and out of form a little bit, but he was very much injured last year in 2020. I mean, he's commented on how he's been playing pain-free. He's able to walk around. He had some back issues last year, so maybe at least in better health. So, uh, boy, this is a tough one, but I'm going to go with Gary Woodland. You know, if this was a head-to-head matchup, I, I think I would take Gary Woodland. But if you just asked me which ticket I wanted, I think I'd take Sergio. Garcia would have the better value because, obviously, uh, he has won here at Augusta before. And uh, I think his form is better than Gary Woodland's. But Woodland is, I think, getting healthier at this standpoint. I think Sergio has a better chance to win this golf tournament. One thing they always talk about, the uh, ball flight, the right-to-left ball flight uh, for right-handed players, and obviously the uh, the fade or the cut shot for the lefties. Gary Woodland hit it's a fade. He, he has trouble drawing the ball. Now, he was able to put it all together, obviously, at Pebble Beach and win the U.S. Open. But that's really, I think, been part of his undoing at Augusta National is just uh, his natural ball flight. And, and obviously, he's been uh, improving. He wins a major. He's been, uh, you know, climbing up the world rankings. You mentioned the injury troubles last year. Uh, he could be in perfect form and, and have a very good Masters in a couple of months. We will see. Uh, matchup number three, Bryson DeChambeau at 14-1 to or Rory McIlroy at 12 12 to 1. This is a little easier for me. Rory McIlroy at 12 to 1. If you look last year, uh, remember when uh, he shot three over par yeah. in the first round? It looked like he was going to be done. He ended up coming back and, and, and finishing a tie for fifth. Uh, if you look at who was other than DJ, maybe nobody played better than Rory McIlroy over those final three rounds. Uh, he shot 75, then goes 66, 67, 69. Everybody thought Bryson DeChambeau was just going to dominate at the Masters. you got to get used to playing this a little bit. Bryson did finish, I think, T-34, 70, 74, 69, 73. I go with the experience here, and that would be Rory McIlroy. Yeah, I, I would go with Rory, too, but I'll tell you what. I expect DeChambeau to play a lot better this time around than he did I, I in I would, November. too. I, I mean, he's going to learn and take a different approach, and I think a lot of it, too, was the pressure. He had so much expectation. Everybody was on him. Everybody's like, like, man, this is going to be a this runaway. This is already done, right? Yeah, I mean, and, and what was he, like 8-1? to one? Yeah, his price was so short. Yeah, and now you're getting close to double here, depending on, obviously, how he does this week and at the Florida Swing. But uh, DeChambeau will play better, but I would go with Rory head-to-head. You know, they talk about uh, the approach game of Bryson DeChambeau. That's really his uh, lone weakness. Surprisingly, the gentleman is a very good putter and a very good scrambler around the greens. But between the tee and the green is where he struggles a little bit, and that's a huge part of success at Augusta. So uh, I I lean with Rory here for sure. But like I say, I think Bryson is eventually going to figure this golf course out and will have success here as well. Matchup number four, this is a tough one for me. Mm -hmm. Tommy Fleetwood at 50-1 to or Justin Rose at 60-1. to Well, Justin Rose, you remember, did lose that playoff to Sergio Garcia. So he certainly has been closer here. Uh, 
Tommy Fleetwood, I think, kind of gives you the more consistent form, really. Uh, and, and look, we thought maybe last year was kind of going to be Tommy Fleetwood's year, and he never won, had a couple runner-ups uh, over on the European Tour. And Justin Rose was kind of a guy that I was maybe looking to go against this year, uh, now on the other side of 40. But T2 last time at Saudi Arabia, I think – Look, Fleetwood, I think, gives you the more consistency coming in. Justin Rose is kind of like a little bit of a hit or miss right now. You never know when he's going to show up, but he'll still show out with some very positive results. Uh, Rose, I think, is trying to kind of figure out his swing and who he wants to work with in terms of a swing coach. Remember, he uh, he forego or went that uh, Hanma equipment deal last year, so he's kind of had a mixed bag. So. Very small, tepid lean in this one to Tommy Fleetwood. I'm going to do the same with a very small, tepid lean to Justin Rose. I'm going to lean on age and experience there, but I'm not fired up about either guy. I could really see Tommy Fleetwood playing well. But he just... kind of needs to show something, and I know Paul Azinger got criticized, and that's not saying yeah. you need to devalue European Tour wins because that's a good tour and that's good competition, but Tommy Fleetwood is still seeking that breakthrough because you could say, hey, man, this guy's a potential future star. You know, it's kind of getting to the point where it's like, okay, man, you got to show out now. You got, you got to, you got to deliver over here in some big event, a major or a players' championship or something. He's got the game and the talent, and the temperament to do it. We'll see if he gets it done here in 2021. Masters tickets I have in pocket. I have Justin Thomas at plus 1525. I have Matthew Fitzpatrick at 100 to one. I have Jason Kokrak at 170 to one. And this week I added Patrick Cantley at 30 to one. I think this guy might win this week. And if he wins this week, his price is going to shrink come April 8th. So took a stab with Mr. Cantley at 30 to one to win the Masters. Next up, our plays for Riviera right here on Long Shots. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to Long Shots. It's time for our match play segment where we go over all of our plays for this week's tournament. Of course, that is the Genesis Invitational at Riviera Country Club. And we start with our colleague Matt Humans, his future plays. Matt, uh, staying away from the head-to-head matchups so far this year. I think he has one, uh, had one for a winner last week, and I think he's also got one this week. Uh, we'll get it up there on the graphic. I, if I recall, it was Bubba Watson over Scotty Scheffler. Could have been uh, vice versa, Scheffler over Watson, but we'll get that up there for you. As far as his futures, I know he likes Justin Thomas, one of his favorite players uh, in the world. He's on Thomas at 14-1. to 1. Can't he argue with Justin Thomas uh, just about at any week or any golf course? Uh, and his price is always right in that neighborhood. Had a, had a really good year. Uh, I believe it was uh, last year uh, when Scotty went on to win. Uh, Justin Thomas was right there in the mix. Tony Finau going back to the well with top uh, top five Tony at 29-1. to 1. Colin Morikawa, uh, the only thing uh, we were talking about with Ryan, I don't really like about him is just his lack of experience right. here. Obviously a tremendous iron player, which is required, and, and that's the next guy too, Joaquin Neiman. Been really off to a hot start this year. Tremendous iron player. Just a lack of experience here at Riviera. And then Max Homa, he makes a lot of sense. California player. Really showed well at Pebble Beach last week. So those are the five futures for Mr. Humans. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'm on uh, one of those, that being Tony Finau. My courtesy donation uh, <laughs> uh, to the sports books on Finau. Uh, I can't argue with Thomas. He was in the final group uh, with J.B. Holmes and Adam Scott. I think Matt had Thomas. I had Scott in that final group two years ago. So I, I didn't have Scott last year. I was one year early on Scott at Riviera. Uh, Neiman, you know, I'm not sure. I think Neiman is going to win very soon. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it's here. And he doesn't really have a good history necessarily in the Florida swing, but that could just be inexperienced. He's a young guy. What is he, like 23, This I is believe. a big boy uh, golf tournament. Yeah. I don't know if he's ready for yeah. that yet. But I got to tell you, there's going to be some spots, I think, in March or April where I'm going to really like him. Uh, one where he contended last year, of course, was the RBC Heritage mm -hmm. at Harbortown. Yeah. And, uh Maybe we'll like him even in another big boy tournament, that being the Players Championship, yeah. because uh, you get random Pete results Dye, there. Pete Dye, of uh, course, both of those. So uh, I could see Neiman. He is going to win here in 2021. Uh, I'm just wondering where it's going to be. Of course, and remember, he finished back to back in Hawaii. Uh, 45 under par, doesn't get to go home with a trophy over two tournaments, but hell of a score. Uh, I, I, I did look at him this week, and I thought, well, maybe this isn't the spot, though. Uh, it could very well be, but I'm thinking the spot's going to come in maybe a month or two. Yeah, I took a look at him as well. Uh, if you want to flash up uh, Wes Reynolds' plays up there, his futures, uh, I think he and I are on a few of the same this week, and uh, I guess that will start with Patrick Cantley, and you've got one guy at a shorter price than him as well. 
Yeah, uh, I'll start at the top. John Rahm, and I know some people that are against him, but it's like nobody's really talking about him this week at the top. Everybody's DJ or Bryson or Rory or Justin Thomas, and Rahm really hadn't done anything wrong. Uh, I mean, he was T13 at Phoenix. That was not one of his better finishes, but uh, he's he's got equipment changes because he's mm-hmm. with Callaway now, so it's going to take a few tournaments for him to get uh, into that spot, uh, but... Over the course of the last 50 rounds, nobody has been better in terms of strokes gained tee to green. He's second in this field for what I call strokes gained ball striking, which is off the tee plus approach. Uh, Fairways are difficult to hit here, about 53% driving accuracy average versus 61% tour average. Uh, Maybe the best driver of the golf ball in the world. Yeah, I think uh, in terms of accuracy and distance, he's usually always up there in total driving. Right. uh, T7 three weeks ago at Torrey Pines on these Poa Greens. Riviera is arguably the toughest course on tour to make putts under five feet. Second best on the tour from that distance is John Rahm. He makes uh, these short kind of knee knockers that you're going to get this week uh, at Riviera on these Poa Greens. So John Rahm. uh, You know, it's interesting you bring that up. Uh, That is one of the skill sets I look at every year at Riviera, and I don't go putts inside of five feet. I go putts inside of 10 feet. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key stat to look at on Poana Greens. I did it uh, last week for Pebble as well, but it is uh, really at the forefront here at Riviera. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Patrick Cantlay, 18-1. to He is going to be very popular this week, I think, for very good reason. Led the field in tee to green last week at Pebble Beach. Hottest player in the world? Yes, second in approach, third off the tee. Uh, second at the Amex, third at Pebble Beach. Uh, only Shoffley has uh, two straight runner-ups. Uh, but Shoffley, I just can't bet until I get him back in that 20 to 25 to right. 1 range. And then and then I'm all in. I just I just think he gets priced too low in the market. Can't lay 18 to 1, of course. Logged a lot of rounds here at Riviera. Back to his amateur and his collegiate career at UCLA. Southern California guy did win the Zozo at Sherwood. And I think he's just rounding in the form with the fact that right off the restart last year, he did not come off the deck. It's like, what's wrong with this guy? And then all of a sudden toward the end of the year, he got pretty hot. So Cantlay, uh, Finau, uh, as was mentioned earlier, one guy that's not on that board, though, I did play to Mark Leishman, 75 to one top five and two of his last five visits to Riviera, fourth at the Sony 18th, a couple weeks ago at Torrey Pines, uh, which is, I think, a good corollary also to Riviera. Well, he's won at Torrey as well. Yes. Yeah, he won there two years ago, actually held off John Rahm, uh, nice 65 on Sunday. Uh, the Kikuria grass thing with Scott and Baddeley, the form, the Aussies winning here, another little wrinkle. And speaking of Aussie, Cameron Smith, the mullet man. Yes. If you see the, uh, the picture making the rounds on Twitter, I mean, this mullet is in full effect for Cameron <laughs> Smith. And, uh, Look, he's kind of gone a little bit off the grid since I had him at the uh, Masters. Uh, he was T2. Uh, T6 back here in 2018. I uh, think this maybe could be a good course for him, even though he's not showing a ton of great form. Big number here on Jason Kokrak, mm-hmm. who is the runner-up here in 2016. Two subsequent top 25s here. He's always really good off the tee. He's always very high in strokes gained off the tee. Uh, 16th in strokes gained putting, 6th in the category when you just go back for the last 52 rounds. So I thought Kokrak, and we I, we mentioned him last year when he won the uh, uh, CJ Cup right here at, uh, at uh, 
Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek, thank you. <laughs> that uh, just slipped my mind there. But I said, I don't think this dude's a one-hit wonder. He's been no. kind of a journeyman, but I think his win is going to come sooner than later. Maybe this week. I thought that was a big price. JT Poston was just a little bit of a shot in the dark. By the way, he did lead the field in strokes gained putting three weeks ago at San Diego. Very similar greens. T18 at Torrey, T11 at Phoenix. So uh, JT Poston at 150, my longest on the board. Yeah, you mentioned Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman. Also great Augusta connection yes. there. Both of those guys have played very well at the Masters. I looked at guys that have played well at Augusta and also PGA National where they play the Honda Classic. And it's kind of an odd connection because one is Bermuda grass as far as the putting surface. And, of course, here you have a Poana bent uh, uh, combination at Riviera. Uh, but you see a lot of the same faces showing. Show up, uh, Justin Thomas, Russell Henley, uh, a ball strikers course. Uh, both of them are very much so, and you see a lot of similarities between those two courses. Sergio Garcia is one of my plays this week at eighty to one. He's had great success here at Riviera in the past. One of the best ball strikers in the world. Also, of course, has a green jacket, has great success uh, at the Honda Classic. He's never missed a cut there. He has three top tens at Riviera, uh, and I mentioned he has a green jacket as well. He also comes off a couple of good weeks. Uh, overseas, a 6th at Dubai and a 12th at the Saudi. Uh, you talked about Leishman. Last three starts for Mark Leishman, he ranked 8th, 4th, and 20th in strokes gained approach. So this guy was so awful last year, but he's really starting to come around. I think he's got a good shot this year. I've also got him at 75-1. to 1. I'm also on Patrick Cantley, arguably the hottest player in the world right now. Uh, I loved him at Pebble Beach last week and uh, was able to grab him before DJ withdrew and I thought I had a good number. We had a good chance on Sunday, but this guy's so close right now. I think this course might even be a better fit for him than Pebble Beach, so we'll see how well he does. His last five starts, first, 17th, 13th, 2nd, and 3rd. He hasn't finished worse than 17th going back to August, so Patrick Cantley at 18-1, to and then finally Hideki Matsuyama. He hasn't missed a cut since October. He's made six straight cuts at Augusta, two top 10s and two top 20s there, three top 10s at Riviera in his last five visits. And like you said earlier, Wes, kind of flying under the radar with nobody talking about him. Uh, I think Hideki could be in play this week. I basically used all these guys in top 20 finishes as well. Um, I also put Jason Kokrak on my board there for a top 20 finish. Russell Henley for a top 20 finish. And then I went really deep with a guy who's had great success here and has a green jacket. And plays well at the Honda. Charles Schwartzel at plus 650 for a top 20 finish for you. Yeah, I, I don't dislike that at all. I think, uh, look, he was battling some injuries last year, that wrist uh, injury that's kind of been lurking. But uh, a good correlation here uh, maybe could show uh, when you least expect it. I mean, this guy... I remember when this guy was a top 20 player oh, in the yeah. world. And, and uh, you know, nobody ever... yeah. He's yeah. starting to come around. Yeah. Uh, my, my final play, uh, just kind of a shot in the dark. I like the number on Matthew Fitzpatrick at 90-1. to 1. Great iron player. The problem with Fitzpatrick kind of goes against what we're preaching here. He's only been here once. He did finish 30th, and he was 10th in, uh, in driving accuracy and 9th in greens and regulation. So he's I'm, played well here. Um, I, I think he might play well again. I'm going to bet him probably a lot in the month of March on this Florida swing at yeah. Bay Hill. Honda. At the Honda. At uh, uh, the, the old Valspar. So I'm going to have him a lot, I think, in uh, Florida. I think Just won two play. months ago, too, at the uh, yeah. DP World Tour Championship yep. in Dubai. So coming in in pretty good form. Uh, as far as my head-to-head matchups, I went with Hideki over Spieth at minus 140 and Taylor Gooch plus 110 over Brian Harmon.
Yeah, uh, I'm with you on Matsuyama over Speep. That fee now number is big, but I still don't like Brooks here on this course. Now, maybe he shuts everybody up like yep. he did a couple weeks ago at Phoenix. Uh, Victor Hovland over Marikawa. Victor Hovland uh, also does not have a professional start here, but has played here as an amateur before. And I just, uh, I think his game right now is in a little bit better shape. He played very well in Saudi Arabia a couple weeks ago. So, Hav over Marikawa. And there is uh, Matt Eumann's matchup. Bubba Watson at even money over Scotty Scheffler. That's going to do it for us. Next week, we kick off the Florida Swing with a World Golf Championship, the WGC at the Concession in Ponte Vedra Beach. And just Justin Ray of the 15th Club will join us to break it down. Good luck to everybody. Enjoy the Genesis Invitational at the Riv. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 